I'm Carla Reeves, and this is Differently, the Lifepreneur Podcast. I'm a hyperachiever turned lifepreneur, and after a decade of coaching ambitious leaders, I'm convinced we are far closer than we realize to what we deeply desire, and it's a willingness to do differently that can change everything. This podcast is for the everyday leader ambitious for a rich, out-of-the-box life. This is your weekly nudge and reminder to take a risk to build a life that is uniquely bold, authentic, and in alignment with your deepest values. Hey everyone. Okay, so today I'm a little fired up and normally I have these conversations with you really thought out and I just make sure I have all my ideas kind of in a nice order and and I do have that today, but I want to just start kind of off the cuff because I, like I said, I feel kind of fired up. But over the past few weeks, I've had a lot of conversations with my private coaching clients, conversations outside of coaching, conversations with friends or family. The struggle is real. I see people, myself included, these conversations include conversations I have in my own head where I get so in the thinking mind and overthinking mind trying to solve something or figure something out. And sometimes what's required and necessary and vital is not more thinking and not more doing, it's rest. And that's what we're going to talk about today. And I know the struggle is real for hyperachievers and busy, ambitious doers. The idea of rest can be super challenging and even unappealing. And I want to invite you that are listening that feel that way to stick with me because I think what I'm going to talk about today is going to open your mind and stir your thinking about this idea of rest in a completely new and different way. I want you to even just start by thinking about it, like not in the typical idea of rest. We're not talking about naps, although that could be part of your rest. But we're talking about our minds need rest. And that's where we're going to dive in. It's contrary to everything that our thinking, busy, doer mind wants to wants us to believe. But it's the very thing that we need because often the solution that we're seeking does not live in our thinking mind. It actually arises out of a space of rest and ease or play or creativity. If you relate to being a hyperachiever, struggle to shut your brain down, struggle to set down the to-do list, and deeply want to make more space in your life to breathe, to pick up a hobby or something creative you've been longing to do, or simply to just make more time for the people you love most, and you just can't seem to escape the always working vortex on your own. I invite you to consider coaching with me. We start with an eight-week intensive designed for this very thing. You can find out more by going to my website, carlareeves.com. I would love to support you in channeling your incredible drive and energy to 
build a highly productive, peaceful, and mostly a deep, rich, fulfilling everyday life. I want to take you back to, I don't know, a couple weeks ago or so in my own life. I was working on a project that honestly, I was dreading and really struggling inside of, and it was bringing up like lots of old insecurities, just challenging me in a way I hadn't felt in a really long time. Yes, this is exactly what I help people with, and I have to apply the teachings in my own life on the regular and sometimes more intensely than others, and maybe you notice that in your own life too. So it was the end of the day. I had to present the following day. I didn't feel prepared. My head was full. I felt heavy and overwhelmed, not only with the pressure to get everything done, but also heavy with this noise and insecurities and doubt in my mind that that I wasn't equipped. And my mind said, keep working, push through. You've got to get this done. You've got to get it right. And everything else in me, my body, my heart, my being, everything else said stop. And I heard this faint little voice in my head saying, go for a hike. Truth be told, I didn't want to hike. I didn't want to do anything but run away and crawl in a hole. I've been here too many times before to know that when I hear that voice inside saying, go for a hike, it knows. And when I listen, there are rewards of doing so. And so against everything in my mind, I decided to listen to this nudge of going for a hike. I put my shoes on. Quentin lovingly agreed to go with me. We got in the car and we set out for Skyline, a a regional hiking spot about 10 minutes away from our house. I put my earbuds in and I let him know like I just needed to kind of tune out for a while. And I listened to a sermon and I just walked And I just felt nature kind of hug me. It all just took me out of the thinking rut I had been in and put me in a completely different environment and a completely different uh, state of mind. Being in nature has always helped me like this. It always helps me calm and change my frame of mind. But sometimes I'm kind of that ambitious achiever part of me is kind of unwilling to go there, even though I know it's good for me. So I think it was about an hour there and back hiking and drive time included. And we pulled into the driveway of the house and I felt like a completely different person. I felt calm, I felt grounded, I felt clear-minded and focused and, and ready to get back into my project and bring a completely different kind of energy to the project, the kind that I'm committed to bringing, and prepare myself so that I can show up with confidence the following day. And the amount of time that it took to get prepared, I guess, would have been like a third of what it would have taken if I tried to push through all the pressure and stress and anxiety had I not gone for a hike. And I have to believe that the end product was far better. This all got me thinking about this power of stopping, this power of rest, this need and quench like deep thirst for the mind to rest, to listen more inside, contrary to this overachieving mind and culture and that we find ourselves in. If my mind could have had its way, it would be 
but would want to be productive 24 hours a day. I'm not kidding you. Anybody relate? (laughs) And while the idea of rest sounded amazing and does sound amazing, I want you to know that there's still part of me that struggles. It struggles to slow down and it freaks out at the absence of doing. Okay, so let's challenge some of the lies that our mind uh, might have. Rest doesn't have to mean shutting down and doing nothing. Although there might be seasons or moments or times that your life requires that. Rest isn't a punishment (laughs) like when you were a kid and had to take a nap. In fact, I want you to start to think about it's quite contrary. It's a gift. Rest doesn't have to mean you're lazy. I have had many clients over the years that worry that if they start to rest, that they're going to become lazy. And what I always tell them is that they couldn't become lazy if they tried. It's just not in their fiber to become lazy. Taking time to rest isn't going to make you lazy. In fact, I think it's actually going to add more vitality, more energy, more presence, more creativity, and on and on and on. And contrary to what the brain wants us to think is rest and relaxation, like I said, doesn't mean less productivity. It's actually quite opposite. There was a time where I intentionally took a weekend to like really incorporate rest and kind of just follow my energy through the weekend. No agenda, no big to-do list. And at the end of that weekend, I had such a great weekend. I really just felt like I was in that ease and flow and kind of floating through my day. And not that I was sitting on the couch doing nothing. I wasn't, but I was just following my energy and there was so much ease around everything. And at the end of the weekend, I made a list of what I actually got done. It was huge, you guys. The list was huge. I was blown away at what got done in a space of just kind of a rest, relaxation kind of vibe. I want you also to be thinking about that there are seasons of life and days and moments of rest. So there's all these different kind of types of rest and places for rest. There might be a general season in your life that requires more or less. And then, but there's still always a need to tune into the the days and moments and be paying attention to that. So I want to ask you like, What season are you in, do you think? Is it a growing season? Is it a resting season? Is it a producing season or a restoring season? I read this in a book. There's a book called The Rest of God. My dear sister went through a period of her time where this book landed in her life and had a huge impact. And I hope to have her on the podcast at some point to share this with you because it was really profound. But in that book, and then I read the book after, and it had a deep impact on my life too. And in there, it talks about how rest is radical. And this Danish Danish theologian and philosopher said, if I were allowed to prescribe just one remedy for all the ills of the modern world, I would prescribe silence. He said that because of the noise saturating us, Even if the word of God came to us, we wouldn't be able to hear it. We can't drop our jobs and move away from our family and friends, but we can inject pockets of rest to pull away from daily routine. 
For people who are close in my life, they know that God and prayer and reflection are all a huge, play a huge role in my life. And nurturing this part of my life requires rest, requires stillness from work and rest from busyness, rest from activity, rest from people, rest from productivity. And I'm a student of this. It's, it's a practice for sure. When it comes to rest, this, this book that I mentioned, he talks about these students of Sabbath that have long noted and studied that the commandment in the Bible of honor the Sabbath implicitly forbids creating. It says God created for six days, but on the seventh he rested. So too we can create like mad all the other days of the week. We're making things, we're cooking muffins, creating products, creating new offerings, serving clients. But the seventh day is when we step back and we need to be recreated after all the creating because creating can tap us out. They talk about rest as a time of recreation and they pose this question in the book, which I loved. And the question is when considering rest in your own life, you want to ask yourself, is this something I create or something that recreates me? And therein your answer will lie. What should I do? What should I do? And the answer is, is it, if you're looking for rest, you want to look for something that not that you create, but that recreates you. That's rest. So are you getting some ideas about what rest could mean for you. And remember, when you're considering rest for your life, ask yourself, is this something I create or something that recreates me? And look for things that recreate you, that re-energize you, that restore you, that revitalize you. And then I want you to start to think about some of the rewards of doing this in your life. I know for me, initially, I had to really just commit to doing it because like I told you, my hyperachiever brain doesn't want to do it, but I knew there were rewards and I was committed to taking the action to uh, really reap those rewards. And some of those rewards are just a clear mind, being more present. I talk about this with my clients, like a lot of times they just don't feel present in their life. And when they're able to do things that get them more present, that's where all the rich, meaningful stuff that they really, really deeply want in their life is. That's the access. And so all these different types of rest are access for you to more presence in your life, more creative, more focus. I feel more productive after I have moments of rest and play or restoration. I get more done in less time. There's like a greater sense of quality instead of this focus on quantity and this constant doing busyness. Then the other rewards are just this presence. It's like you can like actually stop and pause. It actually slows time down. One of our, um, you know, one of the things that comes up again and again in with private coaching clients is 
and with friends and family and just in in our world is time is going so fast. But when you create more pockets of rest, when you create time for recess, you can stop to watch a bird feed its young in the nest or stop to hear the faint passing voice of a child running by or catch a subtle expression on your spouse's face where you could step in and extend a much needed hug that might have gone missed if you were so busy. The someday illusion is a lie that we have to work harder to get somewhere and then enjoy life. It's a lie. I'm not saying, I want you to really get this. I'm not saying don't work hard, don't have goals, throw away your to-do list. I love these things. I love these things too. But what I am saying is don't fall asleep under the illusion that life starts out there someday when you get all the work done, because you're going to miss it if we don't inject these little pockets of restoration and stillness and quiet and reflection. We're going to miss it because we're so much in a hurry to get to that next thing or that better place to be. Okay, so I'm going to quote this book again. Again, it's The Rest of God by Mark Buchanan. And he said he was asked once, someone asked me recently what my biggest regret was in life. And he said, being in a hurry, getting to the next thing without fully entertaining the thing in front of me. I cannot think of a single advantage I've ever gained from being in a hurry, but a thousand broken and missed things, tens of thousands lie in the wake of all that rushing. Through all that haste, I thought I was making up time. It turns out I was throwing it away. So powerful, right? In the spirit of summer, I want to invite you to create more pockets of rest. I want you to just experiment. I love to have my clients experiment for a week or two with something and just see what happens and reflect it, reflect and refine it as you go and really like experiment with this, but pay attention to the impact that a little more, a few more pockets of rest, some kind of rest, you get to pick what kind it is, but pay attention to the impact it has on your mood, on your energy, on your body, on your sense of aliveness, on your connections with other people, on your productivity. And I'm going to end with another quote from the book. It says, in a culture where busyness is a fetish and stillness is laziness, rest is sloth. But without rest, we missed we miss the rest of God, the rest he invites us to enter more fully so that we might know him more deeply. Some knowing is never pursued, only received. And for that, you need to be still. Rest is both a time on the calendar and a disposition of the heart. Here's to a summer of creating more pockets of rest. I dare you. And I can't wait to hear all about it. Hey, I'm popping in to let you know that we have some exciting news. We have merch, t-shirts, hoodies, mugs, and more. You can now support the show by shopping the merch. Gear for the Everyday Life Innovator. Check out the Lifepreneur Shop. Link will be in the show notes. Enjoy.
Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Differently. I hope it stirred your thinking and I invite you to take one inspired action from something that stood out to you. If you want to hear more conversations like this, hit follow on your favorite podcast app. And if this episode could impact someone you know, please share it and pass it along. Remember, new episodes drop weekly. See you next week.